Turn with me, please, as we come to the Gospel, to the book of Ecclesiastes. We're turning to the book of Ecclesiastes again this week in the chapter 3. Last week we considered some verses in chapter 2 and we considered three roads not to take in life. This week we turn to chapter 3 and I would like to speak to you this evening under the title An ABC Lesson on Time. An ABC Lesson on Time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, please. I have a confession to make this evening. I forgot to upload my PowerPoint. Uh, So I will be as simple as I possibly can this evening, and hopefully it will be easy to follow. Don't fall asleep on me, um, because there's no visuals. But uh, we'll keep it as simple as we can as we turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, an ABC lesson on time. And this is the word of the Lord, and we read there, To everything there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love. And a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh, From the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them. But for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. And also that every man should eat and drink. And enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth. It shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past. And moreover I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. I said in mine heart concerning the estate of the sons of men, that God might manifest them, and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts. Even one thing befalleth them as one dieth, so dieth the other. Yes, they have all one breath. 
so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all is vanity. All go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all will turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? Wherefore, I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion, for who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? And we trust the Lord will bless the reading of his word to each of our hearts this evening. An ABC lesson on time. Let me just read the first verse again this evening. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. Maybe as we read these verses together this evening you might recognise them. These are verses that are often quoted at funerals. They're poetic. And yet these verses, they're still relevant today. They were written over 3,000 years ago. And many believe, as we mentioned last week, as we read Ecclesiastes, that these are the words of King Solomon at the end of his life. A sermon by the king about living your life from an eternal perspective. You could be sat listening this evening and you could have great knowledge and great wisdom in the world's eyes, but you could live your life in a foolish manner. The story you see when we read of King Solomon, he was a man who had great earthly wisdom, wisdom that the Lord gave to him, but he lacked godly wisdom and he made many, many mistakes. He struggled with the temptations of the world. He got very far away from the Lord. But what is interesting is that the book of Ecclesiastes, many believe, is an older King Solomon who has repented, writing down the lessons that he learnt from this life. And of course we thought about how in verse 1 he spoke about all things being vanity last week. And what he was saying was everything under the sun is useless when it comes to thinking about eternity. The only thing that you will take with you, dear friend, into eternity is your soul. And so tonight we come to listen to what Solomon has to teach us. He's got an ABC lesson on time to teach us. And the first thing that he teaches us in these verses is A, an appointed time. He tells us about an appointed time. Read verses 1 to 3 with me here. It says, do everything there is a season uh, and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up. And on he goes through this list of many times that we have in this life. And the fact that we are governed by time should remind us that we're very unlike our creator. God is infinite. He's outside of time. And we are finite. God is eternal. And we are bound by times and seasons. God is unchangeable. We are constantly changing and our circumstances are constantly changing. We are so unlike God because we're governed by the times and seasons of our lives. And the lesson that Solomon is teaching us here is so very true. When you just stop and think about it, every minute of our day is governed by the clock. And every day of our week 
is governed by the calendar and every year that passes by in your life is marked by the day of your birth. And in our lives, all these seasons, all these times, they happen between two particular times. Those two times are the time you were born and the time you will die. And all these other things that are listed in the chapter, building, planting, laughing, weeping, speaking, staying silent, all these things happen in your life between the moment of your birth and the moment that you die. And you know, you and I, we have to acknowledge that we're not in control of time. We're not in control of when our time on this earth will be done. We have to acknowledge that the commodity of time belongs to the sovereign of the universe, the creator of all things, and that's God himself. We're not in control of our hopes and our plans and our dreams. Our time is not in our hands. Our times are in God's hands. But you know, when we live our lives without God, when we make our own hopes and plans or our, our, our dreams as if, and have our dreams as if there's no God, we're saying to the Lord, we don't need you because our time belongs to us. And when we think like that, we live our life without thinking about eternity. And we don't prepare for eternity. And we make plans for ourselves and maybe we make plans for our children and our grandchildren. But when we make these plans and dreams without acknowledging or involving God, Solomon is saying that we're not living our life with an eternal perspective. What happens when things don't go according to plan? What happens when those hopes and plans are dashed? What happens when our dreams are shattered? What do we do when life takes an unexpected turn? Um, and what we wanted to happen, it doesn't come to pass. What do we do when we aren't living considering an eternal perspective and we're faced with the realities of life and sin? What do we do when things don't go as we planned, when we lose our job, when things aren't going well at work, or illness creeps in, or death comes to visit the family, or someone we love turns very ill and we don't know where to turn? What happens when those hopeless situations come into our lives and dash our plans? Well, some take the attitude and they say, well, can't be helped. It is what it is. That's the way life is, Peter. Some even turn against God. And they blame him for all the things that happen in their life. And they say, where is God in my situation? How can a, God, how can a good God allow this to happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? But dear unconverted friend tonight, the person who asks that question is not living life with an eternal perspective. Because Solomon has sought to remind us here that we're not in control of the times and seasons of our lives. Our times are not in our hands. But when we look to the Lord, and when we trust in the Lord, do you know what we discover? Those who have put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as Saviour discover that he knows all about our situation. And in fact, he is in our situation. And in our situation, he's doing all things well. James says, your life is but a vapor that appeareth for a little while and vanishes. So when you're making your plans, James says, we should say if the Lord wills. 
And James is agreeing with Solomon. He's saying, live your life with an eternal perspective. Live your life giving the Lord control. Trust the Lord in all things. It's no wonder that Solomon says when he pens Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. You know, the psalmist in Psalm 31, who was going through a tough time, is able to say that he trusts the Lord. And do you know what he said? He said, my times are in thy hands. The Lord knows what will happen in our lives, because all our times and seasons are appointed by him. I want to tell you something, though, my friend. The Bible tells us, and that it is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. There's an appointed time when you and I will leave this earth and we'll end up in eternity whether we like it or not. And the question must be asked this evening to you, dear unsafe friend, where will you spend eternity? Have you ever thought about that? You're so focused in your dreams and you're so focused in all that's going on in this life. You're not considering what will happen when you step into eternity, where will you spend eternity? You see, there's two destinations after we die. If we live this life with no thought of God, you can't expect God to give much time to you when it comes to eternity. You see, there's a heaven to gain tonight. And there's a hell to shun. And I want to tell you that that word hell has been watered down today to mean nothing. Your worst day. The things that happen to you in this life that so many people sometimes use that word hell to describe. I want to tell you the worst thing that's ever happened to you in this life, the worst day that you've ever had in this life will never come close to what hell will be in a lost eternity, separated from God. But tonight I want to tell you that there was another appointed time You see, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. You see, while we don't have control of time, and the time we have on this earth, we don't know how long we will have. We can decide our eternal destination, but it's a a decision that is urgent. Every single one of us, preacher included tonight, is deserving of hell. And the Lord would have had a right to have just taken me and cast me into the worst part of hell. Because I was a sinner. But praise God, he sent his son at an appointed time, at the fullness of time. And the Lord Jesus Christ came to earth and went to the cross of Calvary and took the punishment that you and I deserved. And he was perfect and he never sinned and he loves you and he died on the cross to save you. And when the fullness of time had come, he went to the cross. And tonight he invites you to come and bow the knee and turn away from the disappointments and the guilt of sin and to start afresh with him tonight. I wonder, will you bow the knee and confess you're a sinner and put your trust in the work that Christ did for you at Calvary? An ABC lesson in time, an appointed time. But I want you to notice, secondly, tonight that we see Solomon teach us about a beautiful time. A beautiful time. Read verse 9 here with me. It says, What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travel which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. Listening to these words. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. 
Also, he has set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. You know, the time that we're given by the Lord on this earth, I want to tell you something. It's given to us to be enjoyed. Solomon describes this time here as a beautiful time. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Life was made to be enjoyed. But it's only truly enjoyed when God has his rightful place. But so often this, these days, time seems to march on and we don't have enough time. We need time for the family and we need time for work and we need time for the gym and we need time for watching movies and we need time for listening to music and we need time for attending concerts and we don't seem to have a lot of time and there's so much pressure and we're all rushing around and we're all in a hurry to beat the clock trying to get as much done before the day is out and we're so busy that we don't have time but what are we really busy with? What are we actually busy doing? That, what is it that makes our time so precious? Solomon says time is so precious because God has put eternity in our hearts. Look at what he says in verse 11. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in their heart. It's actually better translated saying he has put eternity in our hearts. You know... When you look at life from an eternal perspective, and when you come one day, and maybe you lie in your deathbed, and you look back over your life. You know, I heard a preacher once say that he's never sat at a deathbed and heard anyone say that they regretted trusting Christ as their saviour. They maybe regretted that they maybe they maybe talked about how they regretted wasting time going on big luxurious holidays, spending lots of money, spending lots of time in business and work. But not once, not once did that preacher say, "Did he meet anyone on their deathbed who regretted trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as their saviour?" Do you know why? Those people, they realized that they were one day going to arrive in eternity. And one day death would come to visit them. And they would, they could have wasted their time with pleasure and business in this world, but instead they placed their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Let me ask, what is it for you? This is what the hymn writer penned room for pleasure, room for business. But for Christ the crucified, not a place that he can enter in the heart for which he died. Is there a place for the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart tonight? It's often that we make our lives so busy with those things that God has given to us, a food and job and a provision, a home, a family, and we make these things our idols, and it means we leave no time for God and we don't think about eternity. And there's so many people who put off time being a Christian. You know, I read a thing just on Facebook yesterday, and it spoke about a person who was leaving it to the 11th hour, and it was a gravestone, and it said, so-and-so died at half past ten. Too late. Leaving it to the last minute. And yet, they were taken into eternity sooner. That Don't take the risk, my friend. The Lord Jesus Christ calls you tonight. 
He says that you can enjoy a great time on this earth. You can have a beautiful time, but the best way to enjoy your time on this earth is with him as your saviour. I wonder, has God got your time? I wonder, have you placed your trust in him? I want you to mark the date in your calendar tonight. Sunday the 20th of August, 2023. Because when you arrive before God in eternity, at your appointed time, may it never be said that you weren't told that God loves you. May it never be said or told to you, may it never be said of you that you couldn't say that the Lord Jesus, you didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ died for you and rose again, defeating death. And may it never be able to be said of you that you didn't know that you were on your way to a lost eternity. Maybe you've heard the gospel many times and you're still not changed. This life is beautiful, filled with many wonderful moments that you can enjoy with eternity in view. And you must enjoy this life with Christ as your saviour, the eternal God. Sent the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal son, to be the saviour of the world, to purchase eternal redemption through his blood, so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish in eternity, but have everlasting life. The Bible, you know, it's a book all about eternity. It tells us that God put eternity in our our heart to make us restless until we make peace with him. And God has put eternity in our heart to help us see that he has made everything beautiful in his time. You know, the story of redemption in the Bible, it's also a beautiful story. It is that you and I are sinners, that Christ has died, that we might spend eternity in heaven... And the real beauty of life is that we can look to him and we can seek his forgiveness. We're to love the gospel. We're to live our lives for his glory. And then when we see him, we'll see true beauty in all its splendor. It's to be able to sing with the psalmist in Psalm 27. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, listening to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. The God of eternity has done something beautiful in time in order to prepare sinners for eternity. He sent his son to die for you. Will you not trust him. This is what Solomon is telling us here. He's speaking of an appointed time. He's speaking of a beautiful time. But finally this evening, see, he speaks of a crucial time. A crucial time. Look at verse 16. It says, and moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment. That, wick- that wickedness was there and the place of righteousness that iniquity was there. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. Solomon now draws our focus and our attention to the time of God's judgment, a crucial time. God appointed the time when we would be born, the time that we will die, He appointed the time when Christ would come into the world. And there is also a time appointed when everything will be brought under judgment. And Solomon draws attention to God's appointed time for judgment. It's a crucial time. 
And today we can see that in the world there's much injustice. As you look around, there's lies and there's wars and there's many problems and there's evidence of sin wherever we look. And if we're really honest with ourselves, we can see the evidence of that sin in our very own lives. But Solomon says, if there's a time for every matter under heaven, then God has appointed a time for judgment. And God, he allows injustice and he holds it, withholds his wrath, but only for time. And God, he is long-suffering and one day his patience is going to run out and he won't allow injustice and lies and deceit and wickedness to go on forever and to go on punishment, unpunished. And he won't allow wickedness to go on forever because he's appointed a time that every man, woman, boy and girl will be judged. And that's what Solomon is saying. He says there's a crucial time going when you, dear friend, will stand before your creator and you'll give answer for how you lived in this life. And dear friend, if you're not trusting Christ as your saviour, you will be sent to a lost eternity and you'll go there deserving of that. You see, well, things that you think are hidden will be made plain and the things that you're trying to conceal, on that judgment day, they'll be revealed. God knows all about you. There's no hiding place with God. Everything will be brought into judgment. And the judgment day, it's on an appointed time. And it'll be a crucial day. And dear friend, I want to tell you, you will be there. No one knows when that day will come. But that day has been appointed. We don't know when it will happen, but this is what is crucial. We know that that judgment day will happen. And it's paramount that you are ready. And as the Lord Jesus has said, he said this, Be ye ready, because in an hour that ye think not, the Son of Man will come. And we can only be ready by trusting in the blood of Christ to cleanse us from our sin. We can only be ready if we are living our lives from an eternal perspective. You know, sometimes in life we make appointments for different things. The doctors, the dentists, the hairdresser and so on. And sometimes for one reason or another we miss the appointment. One appointment that Solomon reminds us that we won't miss is our death. And after this will come the judgment. He says in verse 20, all go on to one place. All are of the dust and all will turn to dust again. It is appointed unto man, dear friend, once to die. And after this, the judgment. If we don't miss our appointment with, if we, if we won't miss our appointment with death, let me tell you, you won't miss your appointment with judgment. You don't need to wait until the day of your death. For some of you listening, you already know that your sin condemns you to death and eternal destruction. You already know that your sin separates you from God. And you already know the way of salvation. You see, dear friends, there's a way back to God from the dark paths of sin. There's a door that's been opened that all may go in. At Calvary's cross is where you begin. When you come as a sinner to Jesus. Dear friend, you mightn't even understand all that's found within this book. But dear friend, the simple step and the simple lesson that Solomon wants us to learn tonight is there's an appointed time. There's a day when your life will end. And your soul will be taken out into eternity. 
And all the things that you prioritize in this life will become as nothing when it comes to eternity. All the riches that you have, they'll turn to dust. Because you brought nothing into this world and you'll take nothing out of it. But dear friend, I wonder, will you come to Christ tonight? So that you can enjoy a beautiful time and enjoy this life in all its beauty. Because there's a crucial time coming when you will answer to the Lord. Dear friend, don't waste your life. Don't waste your time here in this earth. Don't fail to prepare for your appointment with death and with judgment. Christ has died that you could be free. Only trust him now. Room and time now give to Jesus. Soon will pass God's day of grace. Soon your heart left cold and silent. And the Saviour's pleading says, The Lord Jesus Christ stands here tonight with open arms and today he stands at the door and knocks and he says, If any man hear my voice and enter in, you can come in and sup with him, enjoy this beautiful time, this life. But there are so many ignore that knock. And maybe it will be that that knock will cease in death. Or, dear friend, the Lord Jesus Christ, as Campbell prayed in his opening prayer, could come again. God's time of grace and mercy will be over. If this were your last opportunity tonight, if this were the last time that you hear the gospel, you were to arrive in eternity tonight, where will you be? Let's pray. Our Father, we bow in thy presence this evening. We thank you, Father, for another Sunday evening that we have had the opportunity to present this gospel message, this good news that the Lord Jesus Christ came to this world and he today is still seeking to save sinners. Father, I pray if there's anyone in this place tonight who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Saviour, anyone who listens online, who doesn't know Christ as Saviour, that by your Spirit you would convict them of their sin tonight. That even tonight, that we would have reason to rejoice. Father, give us the joy and of, of pointing a soul to Christ as Saviour. May each of us realise that this life is so short. And that, Father, one day we will stand in eternity either in the place called heaven or the place called hell. Father, I pray that someone would take that step of faith tonight and place their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. I ask this for your glory and in the Savior's name. Amen. We're going to sing together as we close. It's a very challenging hymn as we think about time. Life at best is very brief. Like the falling of a leaf, like the binding of a sheaf be in time. Fleeting days are telling fast that the die will soon be cast. And the fatal line be passed be in time. The refrain says be in time while the voice of Jesus calls you. Be in time. The day is coming when the last soul will be saved. And there will be no more opportunities. 
I wonder tonight, will you t- may place your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and be ready in time for eternity? We'll start.